We're live. Hello? We're wait, what's happening? Why aren't the video playing? I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods, and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me. David, you look absolutely terrific. Honestly. You got like you got like new on. This is where the worst begins. This is where we must stop. For beyond is the work of madness. The nightmare of insane murder and lingering death. Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. Someone is watching you. Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. This is Albert from the Tuesday Show. You're listening to the goddamn Dave Hill Show. Now on a flipping Monday. get it i'm an angel with jeez enough already you know can't be reminded Did you ever get like all that? the time but it's okay i roll with it the thing that i don't thing i don't get about angel like they're singing it like like it's a bad thing to be an angel witch but they named their band angel witch right so it's got to be a good thing to be they an angel realize witch, there's a power you know? in it that you know, they're submitting to it to the point where they have to subject themselves to the angel witch as a burden almost, maybe. I don't know. I guess so. We gotta get to the bottom of this. You you would think by now we got a long way some insight it's into this subject. Sometimes but anyway. What I meant to say is hello and welcome to the gosh darn slash goddamn Dave Hill's podcasting incident show whatever just smush it all together um yeah just um i am in an unmarked van when i actually thought of this tonight uh anyway thank you thank you for joining us as you can see it's the original uh me and des tonight chris i think is joining us later but he's 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 an he's an elusive he's a he's a prick no he's He's got something he has to do what's that He's on the late bus. It's cool. He's on the late bus, but I think he's going to be joining us in a, in a matter of a little bit. Um, anyway, we have a really incredible, as always, an incredible hour and a half of good radio, good times, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, whatever format you're listening, watching, listening on iTunes later, whatever, whatever. Uh, it's going to be incredible. I'm not sure if I've gotten my... Ju- have I got my lighting better now? I don't it want does, it to be it, too much. Like, it's it's not so harsh, so it's pretty good. The the shiny map behind you kind of reflects a bright light over your shoulder, but that could just be yeah, you know, good fortune. I don't know. It's good fortune. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but this is yeah. Uh, so we have we have a, a an incredible show. One of my one of my favorite people. She doesn't even know it. She's gonna find out. That she's one of probably doesn't realize that she's one of my always puts me in a good mood. Excellent. Uh, Hemda 
Khalili, uh, or Hemna, as she is known normally. I'm not. I, she's. I. I'm. I don't really nail the pronunciation as well as her co-host Keith Malley does. She's one half of, of course, uh, one of the greatest podcasts of all time. Uh, Keith and the Girl, one of the, uh, I would argue, OG podcasts, one of the longest running podcasts before. I was doing. Uh, a little, I was doing a little homework, and it, I think it goes all the way back to two thousand five. It does. It goes exactly back to two thousand five. All the way. Um, and I was thinking about this. I don't want to waste this on you, Des. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save this gold, but I'll just say it now anyway. Thank you. I remember in the early days of podcasting, this guy sent me his. He's like, hey, check out my podcast, and I was like, what is that? Uh-huh. And he's like, you listen to it. Uh, you can listen to it on your iPod when you're walking around. And I was just like, what? What are you talking about? That's insanity. Don't ever contact me again. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. And now look at it. Now um, uh, you have Joe Rogan. Um, oh, he hit uh, the big time. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I'm just. I. I was gonna be smart and make some comment about him and his listeners, but I'm just gonna let that float on down the river because <laughs> I don't want to screw my chances of one day being on the show. Sure, you never know. Um, Life's funny. Uh, oh wow, we're hitting the big time. Uh, someone, someone in the chat want to become famous, buy followers, primes, and views on your followers. We're being spammed. That's got to be good, right? That means we're doing well, right? We're, we're getting spammed. Getting noticed. The moving up that's in the good, That's a good feeling, getting right. spammed. Um, and and little do they know, uh, do I want to become famous? I've been famous for months now. This whole time. I mean, come on. Um, someone commented on my shirt that says Portland, I think, or maybe they didn't. Maybe I would just saw them. Someone said Portland. And my shirt does say Portland. Uh, just coincidentally, I dra- grabbed it out of the lawn. It says Portland Rosebuds. It's like an old-timey, ho- defunct hockey team. Okay. And uh, did they play just the Rose Garden there? Uh, that's pro- that's a good a good question. I don't know. Going in one. Um, James. Yes, sir. I want to share something. We're, we before we we bring uh, Hemdon. I'm bad at that. Well, I'll discuss proper name pronunciation when when she's here. Uh, but uh, um, I want to share with you. This is what happened to me, and this is. Yeah, I, I was t- I was talking to uh, actually Chris Gersbeck earlier and some other friends mm-hmm. earlier today, and one of the friends said, "Hey, this is like a this story could trigger someone, which is not my intention." Okay. And I I don't mean it to be a uh, a negative story, even though it's shrouded in negativity. I can't wait. <laughs> but the the end of the the end of the story, I feel like, is the upside of it. Is what was the reason I bring it up. Mostly. But as you know, I live in New York City, but I've been hiding out in this tiny little town in northeastern Ohio for a while uh, mm-hmm. during during this uh, crazy time we're in. Uh, and, and Saturday I was minding my own business doing something cool. I don't remember. Okay. And my girlfriend's like, Hey Dave, you got to come outside. And I'm like, what? I don't want to come outside. I'm doing something cool. And she's like, no, you got to come outside. 
And the house that we're in is right on the lake, um, Mm -hmm. right on Lake Erie. Like you could throw a rock into Lake Erie from, I, and I'm not even that good of a throw and I could do it. Okay. Um, and so, so she's like, get out of here. There's, so I guess they have these things like Trump supporters have like, they get all their boats and stuff and they go down. And so they're, they got a permit and a a bunch of them got together a few dozen of them. They claim there's 300 boats. I watched it was not. Okay. And, uh, and they go, so they're cruising along the shores of Lake Erie, right in front of the house where I'm staying uh, with Trump flags and and American flags. And then, of course, Confederate flags, because we're in Ohio. Right. Just a few hundred miles away from the south. Yeah. And and so I went down ostensibly to laugh at these people and head back to the house. But then when I as soon as I saw the um the the Confederate flags, I just like, oh fuck this. I basically like a clan rally at sea. <laughs> and so I started just because we're right on the water, we're right there. I'm just like, Sounds fuck like Trump. It. I'm just yelling, fuck Trump, right? Uh-huh. I'm not saying fuck you. Right. Uh, I'm just saying fuck Trump. Right. And and then and so then they hear me because I'm literally right there. They can see me. I'm standing there with my dog. I've got a mug of coffee. <laughs> and uh, I'm just, you know, relaxing on a Saturday. He's yelling, fuck Trump. And they're like, fuck you. And they start calling me homo and faggot like okay. over and over repeatedly. Right. And then this guy on a, a jet ski comes really close, like right up to the shore. And he was, no, he's like, you faggot, you faggot. I'm going to pull over and get off my jet ski and come fight you. Okay. And and so I'm just like, do it. Come fight me. Come (laughs) fight me. Cause I know he wasn't going to. Right. And, and nor would I have, cause, uh, I don't want COVID-19 and I don't want my dog to get involved. Sure. I would have gotten off. And, uh, you know, never get in a fight when you have a sweet dog with you. Cup of coffee. So he's like, and no reason. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, so he. So he's like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get off this jet ski and come fight you. And I'm just like, dude, you're a guy on a jet ski. You're in, in no position to be calling anyone any names. Right. You can't. You can't. You can't call anyone. I mean, you should never call anyone a faggot. But you should never call. You're not in a position to judge anyone when you're on a jet ski. When you can scoot or right that's away. like being a, not, yeah, or, or a scooter or a hang glider or something. Yeah. Well, you're just you're in a position. Fire, I'm not against those things. Mm-hmm. You're you're not. I you know those things are fun. Sure, I've you're only done. Against, you're not against name calling nor jet skiing, but combined together. No, I'm against name calling. I'm against okay. name calling. Okay. Um, I mean, it depends on the name, I guess. True. But but uh, homophobic things and you know slurs and this and that i don't i don't condone any of that but uh but this guy was just like get over yourself you're on a jet ski shut up Mm -hmm. anyway so i start walking back to the house and then the neighbors across the street and i'm in like a deep red state ohio and i've never talked to these people and i so you kind of don't know what anyone's deal is 
what what side they're on in any well, of this. They and know you so they're they're all standing on the front lawn and they're like clapping. They're like, thank you. <laughs> and so right. I was like, oh hey, how's it going? Right. And so anyway, all by way of saying, uh, and the, my point of the story is I made friends there on Saturday. It's the reason I brought it up. Ha- have you got so there? I was, uh, I've seen them. I've see, I see them in the morning when I take the dog out and stuff. Make some play. Um, and I give my give them a, I I keep I I keep thinking that they'll be like, hey, we should get that cool guy who yells at people from the shore. We should get that guy to come over. <laughs> I probably wouldn't because I'm yeah. a, I'm afraid of all humans at this point. But um, social distance is an easy thing to achieve. It's not so bad. Yeah, maybe I would at a distance or something. I actually, I was watching the news. Okay. And I was, I was, uh, heart, uh, felt a little for the, felt a tiny bit of hope because they, Oxford University, uh, EJ Crane says, I had no idea people said things like that nowadays. I, this is the thing. We're in a global fifth grade now. This is what all this reminds me of the name calling. And it, it's just, it reminds me. I've said this before, probably too, Des, mm-hmm. but I do remember I'm, you know, I'm an old, old man. And well, I remember a time when you would go to your friend's house after school and he'd be like, hey, let's go to Billy's house. And I'm like, who's Billy? He doesn't go to our school. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, he just lives down the street. He goes to another school. And you go to Billy's house and he's like the kid who's like parents let him play with a BB gun. Right. He's got like swastikas written on his notebook and stuff. Chinese stars. He's just like, yeah, he's yeah, he's got Chinese stars. He's got like weapons. He's mean to his dog. Gotcha. And that's that's who these people are. And that's exactly where we are now. Anyway, but I don't want to dwell in that the negativity. I want the positive thing. Is my I feel like my neighbors we we hit it off even you though we, just, in a we just waved at each other. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, it's a start. It's a start. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I feel like after this weekend, there'll be more. I'll be like, well, guess who makes the best cornbread? My neighbors. I'll have stories. I'll know things. I'll know about their interests and things like that. And so, I'll report right, back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but what I was saying is on the news, they were, I guess, uh, Oxford. Yes. Thank you, Tracy Dunbar, reminding me where I was. Uh, Oxford University is making strides in, in, a, in a vaccine. They're getting for COVID nineteen, yeah, yeah, and they had the guy on, and I trust people when they speak with an English accent. They're like, generally, when's this going to be ready next year sometime? And he was like, I think it could be this year if if it all goes well. So, um, how anyway? So, would, so would I was you, like, oh, that's cool. How 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 quickly would you be comfortable getting the vaccine? Like when it was available, how long you want to? Oh, if get you right someone bur- if a stranger bursts in this room with the vaccine right now, I would be like, put it in. Uh, I totally. Say, oh, without question. Say, we're we're pretty sure that it'll be okay. We we rush it along pretty quickly, but we think it'll be good. But here here you. you I'm a fan of any medication from way back. <laughs> I do not worry. About any side, if someone's like, oh, side effects, are you this and that, you're going to shit yeah. your pants. I'm like, fine. I was going to shit my pants anyway. Can't <laughs> bring it on. I don't care. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, my, I'm very, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait around 
Gotcha. And see how it goes. Okay. I'm just going to be all, I'm going to be all in. And I'll be like, so what? My one leg is six inches shorter than the other now. I don't care. It's all worth it. Yeah. They got you for that. I, you know, I figure, you know, me at my best is not the best. Do you know what I mean? So if there's side effects, what, how bad, how much worse could it be than where I already am now? We've you know been dealing with side effects all along anyhow. So yeah, a couple more. I mean, the side effects in a bag of, like, Cheetos alone can't be any worse than whatever side effects are yeah. coming down the, the pike with this. In, in my medical opinion. This is just my medical opinion. Um, so, whatever. Um, I feel like we should bring our, our guest on. I see her in the, uh, in the batter, the, what's it called? The on-deck circle in the there. Pen. Right yeah, in the bullpen. I know you see you know sports better than I do. Uh but let's let's get her let's get her in here. Uh and and I've 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 I thought I was I thought I knew a lot about her and then I then I was like I'm gonna do a little research mm-hmm. and I learned more and then I learned even more. And that's the thing I'm most excited uh, funny. Okay. to ask her right. about. Excellent. And uh follow and so there. Oh, we should say, by the way, before we do this, and I'll get this out of the way, as always, uh, you know, we like to raise money for a good cause every week. And so once again, uh, tonight, as we did last week, we're raising money for Black Lives Matter. The main, or it's going to, we're going straight to the top, uh, the Black Lives Matter. So go to the virtual tip jar, Venmo at the Dave Hill, PayPal, Dave at Dave Hill online. Dot com. That's Venmo at the Dave Hill, PayPal, Dave at Dave Hill, online.com. And all the money we raise tonight will go to Black Lives Matter. And of course, yes, you can just go and donate on your own uh, without sending it into the show first mm-hmm. uh, if you want. But it's I think it's more fun to be, as I said, you know, as I've said before, if we're not raising money, uh, for a good cause while we're doing it, then it's pretty much an hour and a half of me making dick jokes and whatever else happens. So I like to feel good that we're raising, doing something for a good cause. And, uh, and so, uh, and we raised quite a bit of money last week. We had a slump a couple of weeks ago. We're well, back. Well, good. All right. We raised a decent amount of money last week. So Excellent. all money to black lives matter that we raised tonight. And it'll be in the name of this show and its listeners, Venmo at the Dave Hill, PayPal, Dave at Dave Online.com. I get notifications, uh, most of them, not all of them, as I learned during this show. Um, uh, and I read your names off, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a linguistic uh, fireworks display of good times when that happens. So please uh, get those don- donations. And we'll buy this actual conversion band that's in the background one day. Well, I, I've said this before. One day we will raise funds strictly for cocaine, which I've never done before. And I don't really intend to, but I would like to raise money ostensibly for cocaine and then not use it for that. But anyway, uh, that van would be here. We go use it, though, for sure. Um. Matt Arnold and I, I, I keep delaying. I, this is the longest guest introduction ever. He says cunning linguist, um, which I I remember Deep Purple. If I can bring up Deep Purple, like the aging white guy I am. It's okay. 
uh, I mean, I think everyone should listen to Deep Purple, but they made that record Perfect Strangers that came out in the 80s, 86, I think. Okay. And it was like their comeback album. And then one of the songs, they had a line about a common, common cunning linguist. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, being just a pretty young thing when this came out and think, well, that's uh, saucy language. And then I thought, these guys are like in their 40s. Aren't they better than that? But I was—I also thought it was kind of funny that grown men would write those lyrics. And I thought it was, are. and I, I liked—I really enjoyed the record too. So there you go. I, uh, they're a great band. So anyway, uh, but that can't—we can't go from that then bring him him down. Um, but we will anyway. Uh, she's one of my favorite people in the world. From Keith and the girl, here is Hemda Khalili, and let's see if I nail. Hello. Hi, Dave. Hi, Des. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are, how are you? you guys doing? Thanks for Great. having me. Oh, thank you for uh, thank you for agreeing to this nonsense. Nonsense um, is the did, best, and you have the best. It of is, it. The, isn't it the best? I'm I'm pro nonsense myself. Um, as Turd Farmer One Hundred and One says, "Holy shit, a female!" Yes, we've done it. <laughs> We've had a few. We we have, but yeah. the problem of the many, and I could speak straight on up until ten thirty, uh, of the many problems with this show. Among them is that right out of the gate, when we have me, Des, and Chris, it's mm-hmm. a sausage party before we've even brought a single guest on. Yeah. So uh, we've well, gotten. Uh, here you are taking action. You're proving We're them taking wrong. action. We're You're totally them... pro-female. Anyone I who am... yells at, at Trump, Trump supporters like that, not at Trump supporters, you said fuck Trump. Anyone who I does know. that <laughs> might be a friend to females. Might. I'll take that chance. I think so. Try. I think I am. I, you know, I'll even go further. I'm just, I'm just, I've been flat out terrified of females my whole life, <laughs> which I'm, I'm not saying that's a compliment, but having three sisters and a mother, I'm starting at a place of, of, of disadvantage, uh, just terror. You know, I'm not terror. buying that at all. You just have this guy on a boat passing through and you're like, get out, I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you turned up the badass so quickly. You're like, yeah, I want you to get out of your boat. I want it now. <laughs> well, I think, I just think, um, you have to, well, I'm not saying everyone should run out there and do, behave. I, my point is when this started, when and when I say started, I mean when you know when the current president was elected, I committed because you know the whole thing. I think uh, Michelle Obama said, "They go low, we go high," and I said, I, "The week right when it happened, I said, and but I will go lower. I'm here to go lower for everybody. I'll I always vouch for that. Yeah, I'll yeah. go for the crotch and the knees while everyone else is going high. I'm going absolutely well, you know- low." At a supermarket, there's a shelf that everyone needs to reach. So reach for yours. There's a shelf there. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You'll get but, you'll um, get the good cereal, but it'll be in the cheap packaging. But that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Save some money. Oh yeah. That's I, what getting I did that. I went to the grocery store today. Uh and so and every time I go every few weeks and then Tell I Tell us about the rest it. Of, Oh, no, no. You're the guest. I'm not going to spend the next 10 minutes. I probably will. 
but um uh i but i i spend the rest of the day feeling like okay now i've got it mm-hmm. i've got uh i've got the virus I was definitely do that, doing that in the beginning. You know, it's it's kind of like what it sounds like when someone gets a new baby. They're all delicate and precious about it. I used to walk back into my house like I'm about to do surgery, just hands half up. Oh, yeah. You know? as, if, as if the germs are not, you know, like, oh, maybe if I put my fingers to the sky, the germs will go <laughs> in a way that, you know, at, or maybe it's reminding me not to touch any furniture. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little more lenient now, but I heard that the surfaces aren't the concern that they thought it would be. So that's the good news I'm bringing. That's not news at all to anyone. No, that, that is true. I was so, I was, I used to be so, but even, but today I took, uh, some mail in and then I couldn't remember whether I, whether I washed my hands and I, and I rubbed my eye and I was like, I've done it. I've done it. So the rest of your day shot after that. Yeah, completely. a COVID nap, COVID cry, whatever it does, whatever, whatever you need to do, get it out. I might have a COVID cry. I don't know if I'm capable of, 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 uh, I did have a thought today where I was just like, Oh God, I have that thought every day. <laughs> I was just like, Oh God. That's quite the relationship uh, with the Lord you have there. <laughs> oh, oh, oh God. Show yourself. If yeah. not Very now, spiritual. when? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I want to, I want to, uh, well, should we let, I see Chris now here. Should we let him in the room? Just let him in, even though I'm furious at him for being late. Let's <laughs> let him in. Let's let him in. There's Chris. Hi, everyone. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris. Now we've, uh, so, Hemda, Hemda, um, I'm pronouncing your name right. Pretty close. Yeah, it's there's a letter in I my don't name nail that doesn't exist in the English language, so everyone gets a pass here. It's Chemda. But it's, it's like Chemda. Yeah, I think you say it but really I, great. I leaned into to, you. Don't want to lean lean into it so much where you make the scratching sound like I did, though. Do you? Chemda. Yeah, it's perfect. Really. Yeah, and if you can't say uh, that, Chemda is great. Okay, but I, so I should just go Hemda. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay. That's the sound. It's uh, it's unbelievable, but it is the sound. Okay, so my follow-up question to that is you are known primarily as as Hemda as like like share share Madonna. <laughs> but your last name and I and I asked Chris, I said why do we why do we primarily know her as as Hemda? Hemda Mm-hmm. Um, well, because see, it sounds like it, it sounds like the one name is giving people enough of a time. So, yeah, to introduce why? that second name, let's just let's just get one name at a time. Once we get used to that, we'll introduce more. I've never met but any other this... Hemdas too, so you've got that cornered. I dominate Google. You do, yes. <laughs> but your last name is Khalili. Am yeah. I pronouncing that right? Mm-hmm. But that's not hard. It's like Khalil Gibran. Yeah. And then you add an E, an, another E sound. Yeah. It's that's like my DJ mnemonic Khalid, device today. But totally different. Yeah. D- I still don't know what that guy does uh, all this time. <laughs> still have no idea. I know I, I just saw on Spotify he has another song 
coming out with, with somebody. And I'm like, I still don't know. I think on I his guess taxes, I could listen to it. On his taxes, I think he writes escort. So you just kind of like let it pass. <laughs> just be cool. Nobody knows what he you does. Gotta be. No, can you, you escort yeah, on your taxes. They let you. You do can. That? Yeah, you can. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. You can put escort. Yes, I interviewed yeah, uh, um, a sex worker. He actually does go and have sex with people and um he can put escort escort because technically they're paying for his time and if his penis happens to go somewhere that's different it's like a side benefit type of thing yeah like you also had you know wine that night but you're not a sommelier that's true that's me raising a good point oh yeah taxes you know yeah oh that's now gosh we can't that's a whole other um Um, but I, I wanted to, I, Chris shared with me, um, I didn't know the whole story. Um, well, you, you have this one minute, oh, is, do you pronounce it O-Mat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, O-Mat, one, one minute, minute at, at a time. At a time, and I, I haven't had a chance to, to dive in, uh, Fully, but I'm excited to make it a part. It's I am couldn't couldn't be more up my alley. Oh, uh, sweet! This a weekly program with different exercises, and uh, and but then the story, and then I watched the video of you doing the Bob Ross uh, challenge, <laughs> which was awesome. That was my life's dream. So, you know, if I die now, everything's cool. I painted to Daddy Bob and everything's all right. How Now, how did that come about? There's a, a series that um, allowed me to be involved. So every episode, they have someone who paints the Bob Ross painting in the time that Bob Ross paints it on TV. So you have a half hour and you're doing it real time. That would stress me out so much. Oh, I thought it would be so much fun. I was just about to sweat through my shirt. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, he's all calm and his voice is really mellow and you could put a happy tree on the right and you can't do anything wrong. And I'm like, I think I'm doing something wrong. Oh my God. (laughs) I I don't, his trees don't look like mine. By the way, that's how I paint. I don't know if you could see me <laughs> punching. <laughs> yeah, I love, but you're you're painting, and people can watch this on the internet. Um, they can search this out. But it, but I th- I thought I really liked your painting. Thank I you. I would, in in many ways, I liked it better than Bob Ross's painting. I'm not that's, afraid to say that. That's why you're my best friend. In the world. In, in the, the world. world. In the universe. In the atmosphere, and 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 yeah, totally, yeah, and be and beyond. Um, it was so, yeah, but uh, yeah, I really like the painting because Bob Ross, you'd be like, yeah, that's yeah, it's very nice, but yeah. I it didn't, I didn't, I, but years, I was like, that tells a story. Oh, that's a new that way tells, to compliment. <laughs> that tells. No, I well, think it really did. His paintings uh, tend to be very forgiving, so I was very glad about that. Oh, I really liked it. Um, where does that painting hang that you finished? Is it in your home? 
they no i i wanted it but then also no i wanted it i would have put it on my wall i thought for a second maybe that's not humble and weird but i was proud of it but they actually auctioned it off for a charity oh nice but now that you you know the technique you could you're off to the races oh i have a new career oh totally yeah I mean, you probably could. You probably, I'm sure someone else has already said this to you. If you haven't already thought of it, you could probably just keep cranking these out. Yeah, the 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 Chemda Babras, like the it's like cover bands, but painting. Yeah, or like a collab that everyone, you know, where you like dead guy Chemda X Babras. Ooh, you put an X in anything, and I think it sounds badass and cool. So you're on. Everyone to loves it. Yeah. Every everyone loves it. Um, but the thing, but the the Omat, um, I I didn't know that you you uh, dealt, dealt we're dealing with so much uh, bullshit on top of bullshit. And you can you do you want to talk about that or not really? Oh yeah, anything. You mean okay. how I got started in it? The, yeah, like when you were you got a bad the what's that? The, the woes. woes. You were yeah. You were having horrible woes. Yeah, yeah. I was having a bad year. And it was the same time that Trump got elected. So um I found out I had a football sized tumor in my chest in the summer. And in October, uh second or third, I had open heart surgery to remove it. They had to cut my diaphragm, so I have a frozen diaphragm. And what does um, that mean? It means that I operate sort of with a half lung capacity. So Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um but I don't know, none of that mattered because I was just like, hey, I'm still here. Um but but I also understood that this kind of news I never got before. I never got into uh, physical health problems. Everything had been cool. And I think I was like 39 or 40. And it felt like, all right, I've been cool all this time, been pretty active. Everything's good. Um, maybe it's my turn to have a little bit. That's fine. But I'm very nervous that I'm going to turn into a really bad patient, which I think you can do pretty easily. You get impatient with the with the way the whole system goes, you have to go to doctor's appointments. You hear bummer news all the time. Doctors don't have a bedside manner. And I was afraid that I'd get antsy. I had to take time off of work. So I started looking up how to be happy. I sincerely started to um, make sure because what I tend to do is something's bad. Everything else starts coming in. That's bad. As soon as I notice one thing that's bad, and also this thing is bad. And also that thing is bad. And why do I even get out of bed? And so I thought if I just do that with regular everyday things, I might have a hard time with a tumor and not come back from it. So I started researching yeah. how to be happy. Um, and then when I got out of my open heart surgery about a month or actually two months later, I found out that my husband at the time was soliciting women on Craigslist mm. and in other spaces and had built a relationship. Um, and I don't know how physical anything got, but I found emails and stuff and it was very explicit. And um, so that was another cycle and, and work was hard because I was out for two months and there was a lot of chaos happening. So I went on a 10 day meditation retreat. I visited Hare Krishna's. I did a labyrinth. I um, went to Al-Anon. I 
her TED Talks and interviews and read psychological books. And that's how OMAT came. All these exercises were the things that kept coming up in people who live rich, really happy lives. And by rich, I mean just satisfying, happy, uh -huh. content lives. And those exercises that are part of OMAT are the most essential, the ones that come up all the time. They come up in Buddhism, in, you know, um, the how to be happy of every version. And uh, mm -hmm. I thought, you know, when you're feeling a certain way, you can't do it. There was certain... There were certain times where I just couldn't take the next step. I just couldn't do anything. And I had convinced myself to do just one minute of something to get me to the next one minute of something and the next one minute of something. And I put that together for maybe other people to try and they might have um, a better time going through something. Because obviously you can't never be sad. You'll have to be sad. You'll have to be happy. You'll have to be all those things. This helps me navigate through all the emotions by letting me know what they are, by walking me through it, by um, not making it this bigger thing and becoming this overwhelm, just walking through one minute at a time. I like that. So so, you, so basically the, the things that made you form the, the, the regimen or, or the program is you were, there was like overlap, like everywhere, the things you were studying was all pointing a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, whether you're trying to make a lot of money and be successful that way, you know, what do successful CEOs do to, like, what did the Buddhists do to, you know, um, yeah. what people think uh, religion is, what is it for other people, because I was a ardent atheist, and, you know, religion ruins everything, and how could you even believe that? And I just became softer in my view, and it, um, it, it I'm still an atheist, but... I tend to understand other people's words a little bit more and not take them as personally so I could live a better life. I like that. And, and, and so everyone can go though and, and check out all these, uh, or, or can't, or yeah. I, I have it in front of me, but can anyone get to this or do, do I have some secret portal? <laughs> There's for Keith and the girl. We have a um, our sort of Patreon version. We call a VIP, and we have a bunch of extra content yeah. back there. So the original program is there, but we also created um, a 15 minute OMAT club that I walk people through all eight exercises in 15 minutes at 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. Eastern. And then next weekend, I'm doing 13 back to back. OMAT clubs every hour on the hour that's free that anyone can join. Oh, wow. Where you could do all that's 15 amazing. exercises no matter where you are and what country and what time zone. And you can go to keithandthegirl.com slash OMATathon. It's a marathon of OMAT clubs. And uh, it's right there in the name. Yeah. Mm hmm. I got clever. <laughs> I love but it. I, I hope I'm people in. join. Good. Someone, someone in the chat asked uh, Hemda about. Uh, your weed consumption during all of this. Oh, I am giving myself passes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> my weed consumption, um, I did, I'm very proud that it didn't go too far where I'm just like, I smoke every second. Although, yeah, so that, that might not be healthy for my lungs, but um, because I don't go out a lot, I might have, you know, a couple more joints a day because that's my, hey, this is us going out, and this is our little, this is our little treat right now. Yeah, cut, cutting loose. 
Yeah. Relaxing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems to be very popular in the chat room as well. Shocking. I'm absolutely shocked. No. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Mike Johnson writes, I smoke a lot of weed. A lot. It legal here. New Jersey votes in November. <laughs> uh, Cherry Dazzle. Oh, my God. I love it. I, I don't know if she's referring to uh, weed, but I, I assume she might be. Well, if uh, she's on know. weed, then she might be referring to everything we've said. Just and that's everything. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of, uh, I meant this is connected to something we were just saying. Oh, oh, the the listeners in the chat. If anyone wants to call in, three four seven four seven four zero two six zero. That's three four seven four seven four zero two six zero. We can tell if anyone wants Des has this futuristic uh, phone device. And again, we're raising money tonight for Black Lives Matter. Go to the virtual tip jar, Venmo at the Dave Hill, PayPal, Dave at DaveHillOnline.com. We got a few people I want to thank already. Michael Lawless, thank you for your generous donation. And Virginia Craighead. And uh, well, some more we'll announce later. But uh, give give something if you can. And it it, it, it makes, me, makes me feel like we're... Uh, Oh, listen, we have action music now. See, this this is what was missing. I forgot to tell you guys to play some action music till I got here. <laughs> we don't we don't have any action action music. Um the number is 3474740260. I don't think we're going to do uh Elvira's asking about the video call link. I don't think we're going to do that cuz we already have four people on the screen. Oh. And it just gets too crazy when you get to 5. It gets too crazy. <laughs> I'm what just is saying this a that Saturday tonight. night. That's nuts. Yeah, we have to, it's too we have nuts. to social distance our cameras. So yeah, yeah, it's too much. So let's just call theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. Um, and so where where Chris? Can you turn the music down a tiny bit, or I'll, yeah. I'll fly into a, a blind rage. This is why I need. Oh, Matt, will will it help me? curb my rage towards Chris. It'll at least let you get to know it enough to see if maybe you want to fly into a rage, but you'll have the choice. Mm -hmm. You have to have some kind of outlet, and I'm happy to be that outlet for you. Aw, Chris, you guys. Just punching back. No, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't fly into a rage. We don't have the chicken cam either. I feel like Des may be going to get a chicken. Hemda, we sometimes have live chickens on the show. Of course. Because uh, that's, uh, I that's what we it. have to offer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when con- when we don't have the content, we have chickens. Chickens. When, you know, we're not there. What's well, that? Chickens are sleeping. They put themselves to bed at like 8 o'clock now. It's They're they're out of here. They're, they're done for the day. Hmm. Like, they well, maybe, they, maybe they haven't heard the music that started this party. That could get them going. Oh, yeah. Definitely could. The t- Doll six 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 asks, "What are the topics for call-ins anyway?" You don't even have to have a topic. Historically, people that call in do not have any. Some <laughs> just call in whatever you want to talk about. You can uh, talk about what we're talking about, or you can just just left field us. I don't even know if that's a verb. I just made that a verb. Oh, you Shakespeare it. Make up the word. Yeah, I (laughs) should. 
James. So a, lot of, a lot of people seem like they're they really want to check out OMAT. Oh yay! So. Oh yeah. I mean, I I know I say this anytime anyone mentions anything on this show, but I truly, in this case, believe uh, Chemda, you will be feeling the Dave Hill effect. Uh, um, you know, just the spike in OMAT interest. Uh, I love people. It. Well, it's obvious. It's I think it couldn't be a better time for. Uh, Oh, Matt, because these are times when I think even the the uh, happy-go-luckiest of happy-go-lucky people uh, aren't feeling great. It's a pressure cooker. It's um, it's a lot to handle. It's uh, everything that is normal in your life is taking at least three times the patience to accomplish in a regular way. I think that takes oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of energy. And a lot of patience and you know you got to do whatever you can to sort of maintain and not think ahead so that you're not panicking yeah it's uh i'm excited for whenever it is uh that things get back to some sort of normal yeah. maybe we'll all be just like at least vaguely improved or many, I guess some people will just be broken forever <laughs> through this experience, but I don't intend to be one of them. But that's, I may, a, I may, that's a good I goal. Be. I think that's, that's a very, very good goal to have to be broken or to be better than ever, <laughs> to be better than ever, to not, that's to fine. not break, to try not to break. No, you can't. Cause what good is that? You know? You can't. You just have to, like... Um, I mean, I, part of it, when I was watching the news tonight and they were talking about the vaccine progress that, you know, they've been making, they, when he was like, we may, it may be ready this year, I was like, oh, my God, I, I got to get my shit together. I got to start gathering my things. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to get back to work, whatever that is. Um um, How's that going anyway, for you? But, I, have you packed? No, 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 no. It's, it'll take weeks, months, months even. You could um, be the guy who, you know, hears about hears about it last, like the end of the pandemic. You know, just kind of be the last one out. Because you can get comfortable in this space and then just take your time and then come out. Everybody will be there. They'll already be comfortable with hugs. And with normal life, so they can sort of, you know, carry you into it. Yeah, and I'll be the last one to the party, and everyone will be like, Dave! Right! Dave! And um, I'll show up, I'll have a mask and rubber gloves on, and be like, no, no, Dave, you don't have to do that anymore. We're done. They I mean, guide you, you into taking it off together. We've yeah, missed and they're just you. Rubbing up on me, and whatever. We're allowed to do that now. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, my goodness. James, do we have some calls on hold? We do. We do. Elvira's on hold. Elvira Let's is. Do... Yeah. Let's... Can you hear me? Yeah. This is uh, Elvira, calling... Elvira Canaveral... <laughs> Canaveral calling from Minneapolis. Hello? Oh, well. Oh, my gosh. Can you hear what me? What happened? 
Yeah, we can. Yeah, hear. some interference would be oh, nice. Okay. But yeah, I, I just can't hear you guys. So I'll talk until I hear Des interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, hey, hi guys. It's been a kind of a hell week. I, uh, I was in the hospital uh, for a while. Oh no. I uh, have a. I'm type one diabetic, and and I'm getting older. Uh, this human body is is, is falling off, and uh, I have a good, really good work relationship. I'm a very good patient. Uh, uh, for my nurses, because I know how to work with them, how to be a good patient, how to be water, how to uh, uh, help them help me. And I become the little happy uh, center of their days, and it helps my time there in the hospital so much better. Mm-hmm. I think if we actually want to improve hospital situations, we just need to uh, uh, have better daytime TV access. South <laughs> Park reruns all day long, and it's so depressing. Um, uh, but, and I had a, and when I was walking home from the hospital, I was assaulted. It was the uh, first time I've been physically attacked in like 15 years. I was, Wait, uh, I... uh, someone, yeah, I was, uh, shuffling, yeah, shuffling home and, uh, this, uh, this big, uh, black Dodge truck pulls out in front of the alley and trash is thrown at my feet. And I'm like, and I looked down and I channeled my inner Kermit the Frog and I went, really? And this guy in the truck just looks at me and goes, you want some bitch? You want some bitch? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, I'm going to give you some bitch. And he gets out of the car and, and I'm like, you, what is going on here? And there's a woman screaming inside the car going, he's an innocent guy. And I think there's a child in there. I'm like, hey man, calm down. And he's like, here's some bitch. And then he, swings and hits me in the left side of my head right oh. against my ear and it didn't hurt at all and i just looked at him and i'm like really what, what what do we do now and 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 then i realized that this was the closest thing i've had to human touch outside of my family <laughs> that didn't involve a mask and what amazed me in that moment is that i i could see his teeth or what were his teeth? Um, I've actually revised the police report a couple times describing his teeth. They were first just described as uh, as uh, nicorette gums kind of going down a frothing vortex. And then a friend of mine said uh, uh, it was a uh, tip like Confederate tombstones uh, of an abandoned Confederate uh, cemetery north of the Mason-Dixon line. Um, but very descriptive. So, but the guy hit me. Painting me a picture with words. I like that. Yeah, and I was go uh, really, and I go, and I point around because I live right next to a hospital complex. So I'm like, there are cameras everywhere, and I pointed at the building that it were right next to, and like, and this is where the state keeps sex offenders. <laughs> so, uh, and, and he got in his truck. The woman was screaming. I, 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 there was a kid in there. That's who I'm really worried for because I've I've been the kid in the truck when the guy's gone out and gone out to beat up people. But uh, they took off, and um, I, I filed a, a a report with the local police. Had a nice local police officer, a woman of color. We had a fantastic conversation after our day was. Uh, they took the report and. We'll see where it goes from now. But um, again, I'm okay. It, it was a weird thing to just kind of process. I, I, the guy was obviously angry about something, and I just happened to be there and be his release point. Uh, 
Um, uh, and I went back to investigate what it was that he threw down at me. It was actually a, uh, uh, it was a package of half used, um, big league chew bubble gum. So I think what happened was this something that oh. it did frustrated him. He threw it out of the truck. It hit me and he just continued on through with that energy. But yeah, I, I, I oh, so he, woman and I get her. Okay. So you think his original intention was to just rid himself of the big league chew, but then when you reacted, he flipped out? Yeah. Or do you think... And what what was the... You said the woman was yelling something. What was she yelling? Well, there was, there was a woman in the car that I couldn't see. It was a really bright day and, you know, dark inside the truck. And I could just hear a woman uh, screaming, like, he's an innocent guy, he's an innocent guy, not again. And when the what? He's an innocent guy, he's an innocent guy. And I see Illinois plates. And we agitators come up to this area to try to start stuff up, like our local bookshop got burned down by white supremacists. And neighborhoods keep on burning, so it's... And there was all the shootings that were just in there, including the shooting that occurred on our block, literally about 300 feet from where I was standing at that moment. So I didn't know if guns were going to come into this. I just wanted to be like water and get out of that situation. So after he hit me and I was like, the camera's everywhere. He, and he uh, took off. I was able to get a couple photos of his uh, vehicle, including license plate and follow through and went in and told my wife, she's watching the issues. You're like, how are you? I was like, I just got assaulted. <laughs> and wow. Everybody kind you of are... let them know that I was okay. Um, we went through the thing. It's really weird interacting with the police in Minneapolis right now, uh, considering all the burning. Oh, why is that? And also, <laughs> uh, well, I also work uh, at uh, Target Center uh, doing, as a, I have to stagehand doing audio. So I'm working with out on the basketball games normally. And that's where sometimes when I see these cops, they, they're like, I know you from somewhere. And they're going through every single criminal database. They're like, I'm the guy that puts the microphones uh, uh, out. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's so nice to see you again. You know, I now that we know that you're okay, I have to echo what Tracy Dunbar said in the chat. The big takeaway from all this is there's still big league chew. Good stuff. That's the most shocking element of this story. And it smells not, not to make light of it. Oh, what's big, that? Big League Chew. It's the greatest. Big it's greatest candy like, marketed no, towards children. Color purple. You know, the Woody, was, uh, Goldberg movie? Yeah, it smelt, that movie is actually just the visual personification of the smell of purple of Big League Chew. It's good stuff. Yeah. I agree with Chris. What? Um... Hey, I'm a diabetic. I take well, anything sweet very seriously. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, what now? And this is not saying this. Any of this was your fault in the the least. But what were you? But wearing? no. Why? What were you? Wearing? <laughs> no. I, but the, before you even said what happened, I was. You started the story by saying you walked. You were in the hospital and you walked home from the hospital. Yeah. Oh, what are you walking home from the hospital for? Summertime. It's I nice. live next to the hospital. There's, there's, oh, there's, oh, so it wasn't a long walk. Well, literally, literally a stone throw. I, I did it late at night, so I wasn't hitting. Oh, okay. On my porch, and I hit the building. I just felt. 
that's how close the building is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just felt so bad that you were in the hospital and, and walking home. Okay, all right. And on the Thank other you for side clarifying. Of the is our main hospital complex. So you're, well, so you're like busy during COVID, sounds like? Well, I have, I have a five-year-old daughter. Um, and today we started a new uh, project because uh, I'm not going to be, she's supposed to start kindergarten in the fall. And I don't trust that the system is going to be safe by then. So we started game school. Where we oh man, do you have to learn five-year-old math now? Well, here, we're playing Super Mario Galaxy, and we just arrived today. We get broke out. Uh, I resurrected an old Nintendo Wii. We sit together on the couch, put a little game. spherical recorder on, and then we just play. And sometimes she wants to play Mario, and she's got the two controllers, and she's all running around. And uh, and then sometimes she just wants to be the Luma, which is a little side character, which helps out and can freeze things and grab things. Oh, my God. I totally that's remember that class in high school. <laughs> Your daughter's so advanced. Uh, well, we, yeah. Well, we go up to, we go up to char- characters, and she's, and she's like, she, she's, at, she's at the edge. She's like, well, what do they say? And they're like, well, sound it out. And then she sounds it out, and then she knows what they say. Is this how you're convincing your wife that you're totally teaching your daughter, but really you just want to play Nintendo? That's what I'm hearing. Oh, oh I, I, I play the game even deeper than that. This is what I tell her. I, I told her that this is to give structured time for Gemma and I to spend together working on games and doing things so you can get out of the house, so you can work in the basement, so you can work on your own things. Smooth. Yeah, and you wear, like, a big feather so you can peacock while you're talking like that to her, right? (laughs) Well, here's a a couple things. Um, The reason my wife and I's relationship works is, one, we got married much later. Uh, If we would have gotten together earlier, that wouldn't have been a working combination. But we're equal partners, and uh, we know about traditional gender roles and such. I, myself, am uh, non-binary, and... With my relationship with her, I was able to come to terms with that because I didn't want to make my expression harder for somebody that was in a much more difficult situation. And I was in that weird situation where I have a lot of feminine representations, but I'm not gay. And it just seems to be this weird conservative perversion uh, until we came up with the language. So I now use Elvira Canaveral as a representation of my feminine identity in a mission of radical inclusion. All right. I like that. It uh, it allows me, who has the privilege of being perceived as a a, uh, uh, white dude, uh, to use my positions to help other people perhaps understand. And when I uh, often when I explain to people that I came to it while working as Justin Pyro at an Alice Cooper concert, it gives them a foothold to go, oh, okay. And then usually go, wait, you realized you were non-binary while working Pyro at an, did I hear that right? <laughs> uh, well, I, I, um, I, I came to the determination, determination to use Elvira Canaveral as a representation of my feminine identity while I was oh a female. While you were doing that. Oh, okay, I, I got it. I got it. I, I thought you were saying that. 
explain to Dave how wearing a skirt is the coolest and if if uh, people want to come out as Nine Barry just for that. In my comedy. Nice thing about stand-up comedy, it makes you very, very vulnerable, especially if you make it about yourself, so you can just dump it on you. And the reason I'm not more of a transvestite is my deep love of functional pockets. Oh, I feel that, yeah. To give people working pockets. I know it's hard because you put the female form and you put a pocket, and once you reach a certain capacity, it just explodes. You know. Oh, honestly, some every day. Elvira, some heroes have no capes, and some of them have pockets. So, <laughs> thank you for your work. Yes. <laughs> thank. This is just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank thank you, El- Elvira. We I feel like we've covered a lot of ground tonight for one call. This is. Thank you very we, much. I'm, I'm going to let you guys go. Um, I, I I'm do, sure. We'll, I hope we talk to you next week. And then I'm What's back. What's that? Uh, What's that? I'm going to be playing bass guitar at GameOfDebt.com. I'm teaching myself how to play bass guitar, and I built one last week. Nice. Oh, nice. All right. GameOfDebt.com. All right. Wow. I forgot. I, I got to plug something later in the show. I'm, you were just reminding me. I'm going to do it. I just put it in the chat. Pay the bills. Pay the bills. Pay the bills. All right. Thank you, Elvira. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Have a great night. All right. Bye bye. I forgot to to uh, go on about. I'm doing an online show, July 28th. I'm going to put the link in the comments. Yeah, put the action music, Chris. It's an online show, and everyone can. Then there's a ticket link. It's the one. It's my one attempt to perform and make money during this entire pandemic. So I'm calling upon all of you <laughs> to no grab You've tickets. A bunch. It's, I guess this is the first time <laughs> I've done like little sets here and there, but this is the first time uh, this Nowhere Comedy Club does, does these. I'm doing like a headlining online show. It's the only time I've done it. And it's probably the only time I will do it. And it's been my only attempt at, at making a single dollar in the last four months. Are you going to wear a suit? No. I'm, I've moved on from suits. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wear a suit after I take it back. Um, so there. You got um, that good air conditioning. I put the link. I think I have the... Uh, let me let me share, and then we're going to get... We, we, I'll, I'll plug it again later. But July 28th, go to nowherecomedyclub.com and get to get... Or I'll be enraged. But let's focus. Our guest tonight, Hemda. Um, should we? Dare we take another call? Uh, do we still have a call there? Yeah, Jimmy, are you there? The pride of Carnegie. Yeah. I feel like this. Uh, hey, Dave. Hemda, you. I feel like you'll enjoy this. Hello. Hey, Dave. How you doing, man? Hey Jimmy, how are you? You're on. You're on with me and and Hem, Hemda, yes. and Chris, and uh, and Des. Hey Jimmy. Hey. Hi. Hi Hemda. Hi Jimmy. How are you? How are you? Good. Thanks. Hey Des. Hey Chris. Hey. Talk Jimmy. What's going on? First, I'd like to congratulate you on speaking truth to. Uh, members of what would be the modern equivalent of the Know Nothing Party. 
Oh yeah. Very. Uh, I'm proud of you. Proud Thank of you. Thank you. I I can't help it. I mean, plus it is Saturday. I didn't have much going on. If I had been there, I know you would have got jammed up with the dog, but I would have right crossed the guy. I would have stepped into it too. I you know. But, uh, I know violence isn't the answer, but sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. You know. Yeah. But but I don't know. I see, yeah, but I'm not a fighter. Not not with fixing. I know, you're a good guy. Well, you listen, you had to have your ability playing uh, hockey against older kids. I mean, I'm sure you mixed it up a little bit. Oh, yeah, I can get scrappy out there on the ice. Don't get me wrong, Jimmy. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I don't it's, believe in that. It's more... Uh, when you get to, well, you're a young man. When you get to oh, the age, it's a little bit unbecoming unless you're tanked up or something. Are you tanked yeah, up? If you're, it, yeah, are you, are you, are you tanked up? Kim is asking if you're tanked no, up. No, no, I haven't been tanked up in a while. What's uh, your party oh, of choice tonight? What's How are you partying? A nice book? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I, I really admired your um, sharing about the difficulties in your life. Um, I'm sorry you went all all through that, but you uh, yeah you you intuitively went to a really good place. I I've been through a lot of dark days, but I tend to turn to things that are worse for me than the actual events that I'm going through, you know? Yeah, I tend to do that also. Yeah. Um, it's Two a, cases it's, of Amstel Light. Oh. Two the cases of Amstel Light. What was, what was the yeah, second one after the two? And then if they ran out, uh, Heineken even, because when you get to that point, what's 50, 60 calories? You know oh, what I mean? counting calories. Well, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be once I switched from Amstel Light, which is 95, I think, if we can believe the the information, um, if you trust, uh, then to 140 or 150 or whatever. You know, when you have yes. like 30 of something, 95 calories is even high, you know? Yeah, well, it'll add up. I, I, that's why I stop at one time. case of Amstel Light every day. I will not drink more than a case of Amstel Light at a time. Well, what do you reach now for? Sugar? Uh, trying to punch people? No, no. Unfortunately, the thing that's helped me cope for the last seven, eight, maybe even nine years is clonopin, which has been... It's not the thing that opens you up like to a whole lot of spiritual stuff it just kind of makes the pain of life go away you know what's the pain it's, of it's life a, but i'm titrating i'm titrating down um what i know like 20 i'm down 25 percent of my long-term dose and i just gotta i gotta cut down more but who's deciding your dose you know yeah, what, can you not hear? Uh, Hemda's asked some some uh, some some great questions, and you keep. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. 
Oh no! It's can you fine. not I, hear her? Can you can you hear me? No. What, what did you say? Well, what you said uh, it numbs you out from the pain of life. I want to know what the pain of life is, and also you said that you're taking less of a dose. I wonder who's dosing you. Just general run of the mill existential horror, which I've had since I was very young, even before I knew what the word existential meant, but. Um, does that mean it's does that mean it's stories in your head, um, or like uh, a focus on um, the difficulties of everyone, including yourself? Is that what that means? Yeah, I mean, I focus outward on the the sadness of the tragic sense of life. Uh, what do you What do you like about that? I was, I was a litigator. I was a labor litigator labor and employment litigator for about 25 years. So I felt like I had some small control in uh, pushing uh, society forward. I practiced a lot of anti-discrimination law and stuff like that. Then because of my demons and uh, loss of my mom, I lost that gig. Um, no criminal charges, no criminal activity, just borrowing money without telling people. Oh, that's and that's another word for that, but okay. <laughs> misappropriation of funds. Yeah, yeah. So you're white? Is Bezzled. that what you're telling me? It's not embezzled. <laughs> go to like... Uh, Cape Verde or some stuff, you know, when you just hang out in Kearney and you dipped in and you put it back, you know, it's uh, still not a good thing, but it's, you know. Oh, loose interpretation. Wow. Well, that's, he, that's where they were but Jimmy, you, you've paid a debt. You've paid your debt to society though. Oh, no, I got the death penalty for my career. I still believe I need to redeem myself. Well, that's what I meant. You got, you're got. you no longer able to work as a lawyer. Yeah, you can't even be I mean, a paralegal in New Jersey, which I think is a little overreaching, but I accept it, you know. How long has it been? Yeah. I was disbarred in 2017. I was suspended in 2015, and my business started falling apart in 14. So I've been out of the game for a while. What do you love the most about being out of the game? It's a good question. Not not answering discovery. Not slogging through interrogatories, notices to produce. Um, don't miss the extraordinarily tight deadlines. Um, some days you're getting yelled at by clients, adversaries, and even once in a while a judge. What do you like the most about your life now, the new one? Uh, this show, really. Wow, Dave. Oh, the drug of choice from severe depression i started calling him like when i was on all my meds and in bed by like eight o'clock and uh he actually got me my first stand-up gig thanks to him and several of his friends 
friends of the mm-hmm. show, Bill Dolan, yeah, Dave Bamundo. Great night. A lot of good people, yeah. Wow. It was the highlight of my, my uh, one of the highlights of my life, including, I'd say it surpassed graduating Rutgers and, and law school and everything. Well, it's the highlight of Wait, Dave's inter- life, too. That's a twofer. That's great. Yeah. It made Wait, my heart glad, like... You went to Rutgers? That was my know. safety school. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Hey, you know, I hate to say... With my profile, I probably should have been a Rutgers guy, but... Wait, now, Jimmy, I, I hate to interrupt you. I hate to derail what you're talking about but as anyone has heard you on the show is well aware listen you everyone knows you have the voice of an angel you're you haven't even mentioned that you're too kind and i i always whenever you're on whenever you call into the show i always feel like it would be a a shame if we didn't get you to sing at least just a few bars of something something before, before you go just if you, no is there any chance we would just a few, even a few bars? Yeah, let me just, let me just put the phone out a little bit. Don't want to pee. Just, just get, yeah, yeah, let it breathe a little bit. It's the Barnum and Bailey world, just as phony as it can be, but it wouldn't be made. Oh. Don't, did we lose him? Oh. I think that was, that was on me, Dave. I- I can't believe it. It seems like every time something goes wrong. Jimmy, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. We can't have everything. That would be too much. I'm so sorry, Jimmy. I don't know what happened. It's okay. He'll be all right. He can roll. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, yeah. Jimmy, uh, thank you, and thanks for sharing. Uh, if anyone wants to call in 347-474-0260, that's 347-420260, and please uh, help us raise some money for Black Lives Matter. For, through virtual tip jar, Venmo at the Dave Hill, PayPal, Dave at DaveHillOnline.com, and all the money we collect tonight will be donated in the name of this show and its listeners. Um... I feel like the last two call, well, uh, the last call, especially Jimmy, could he could very much benefit from OMAT. I mean, anyone could. Totally. Sure. Yeah. Um, come, come to the OMATathon. KeithandTheGirl.com slash OMATathon. OMATathon. It's free. And that's th- this Saturday? A week from Sunday, August 2nd. But you got to oh, register okay. ahead of time because there's a few spots in every hour. Uh, oh wow! Okay, excellent. And so that's a that's a that's going to be a long day for you. Yeah, I I love the challenge. I also I like doing the thing over and over again and finding what I'm going to say about the same exercises. And I'm just kind of telling the truth about it, and so reiterating it to myself is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Finding what I like about it again, it's nice. So it's and a great so opportunity. Do you practice it daily yourself still? I practice some of the exercises. The 15-minute OMAT club is to literally walk you through 15 minutes, just kind of get it done. But I do some yoga. I do some of the gratitude. I do the planking. So I, I sprinkle it. And then sometimes when I need to reach for something, I'll do the entire routine. 
So mm-hmm. when you originally when you it was one e- yeah, it was one exercise every week so that you get into the habit of interrupting whatever your version of a rut is so that you can interrupt that mm-hmm. and have other choices. So now I I'm able to do 10 minutes of yoga and I'm bike riding for, you know, half hour hour. So it's just kind of like getting you going and then it it gives you something that you can do in one minute every day to say, all right, I was conscious, I made a decision and it was a healthy one. And now I can I can be a little less overwhelmed. Nice. I like that. So everyone, uh, Chris has put the link there. Thank you. Keithandthegirl.com forward slash omatathon. That's oh, right. Sorry. That's I the just link, put, right? I put I put forward slash omat. I know. I, I, that's also God. a good link. Yeah. That that goes to the one week program. You could you could um so the omatathon is once every hour, but if you sign up for Omat Club, you could sign up for a week where you come in every morning or four weeks where you come every morning. So slash omat works and slash omatathon works too. Excellent. So Chris is not wrong. He's never wrong. He's not wrong. I we should not to about to we shouldn't do it. I was about to oh. I was about to flip out. <laughs> well, we have some calls on hold, I believe. Should we take some call? Let's take them quickly because we don't have a lot of time. Okay, yeah, we got a uh, John in Ohio. You there, John? Hello, John. Hello. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? There he is. Hello. Good, how are you? Yeah. Oh, Hello, John. Fantastic. Thanks for asking. Thanks for calling. Where Where are you in Ohio? Monroe. Oh, beautiful this time of year. What's going on tonight? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, you know, kind of unrelated to what I originally called to talk about, but uh, I can personally vouch for OMAD. Um, you know, as you get older, like, it's a little bit harder to keep the weight off, but I felt that switching over to that actually, uh, you know, kind of helped me keep a constant weight, even though, you know, you're getting older and put on weight every year. So I can personally attest to that as well. Yay. Nice. Oh, so, so you've been you've been doing the OMAD program? Uh, yeah, I, got, I actually got into it probably. I want to say about seven years ago. With um, can't remember the guy's name. First name's Ori, but it was the Warrior Diet book. Uh, I don't know that. Do you know that Hamda? Yeah, uh, it was it, it, it was like it's like um, it's like an Israeli, I believe, but. Uh, yeah, he wrote a book called The Warrior Diet, and it's basically OMAD. I don't know if it differs from the protocol that um, y'all do, but I'm not I'm not giving it a plug or anything. I'm just saying that he was uh, the first person I ever saw talk about it. So, Oh, I'll have to check but it Hemda out. But Hemda is, is the best person. <laughs> Bring it back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to come on and plug someone else. But, uh, yeah, it was just, just my personal experience with it. Does, is that also cool. does that also stand for one minute at a time or is it something different? Oh wait, hold on. I thought you were saying OMAD as in like O M A D. No, we're we're doing different drugs, but they're close. Oh, do you wait? Okay, okay. that's one, uh, one meal a day. I'm talking about a diet where you you eat one meal a day and it keeps your keeps your weight down. Oh, okay. I was no wonder I was con- yeah, wow. so confused, and I was just going with it. <laughs> I was a little confused because he said he's been doing it for seven years, but I, I put know. it out. I January. thought he was accusing you of plagiarism. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> That's, I was confused. I, th- I was like, oh, is this like a? Is this like a uh, a 
a universal thing and I'm not understanding? Oh my gosh! No, I'm glad I'm glad we cleared this up. This is me misunderstanding here. So comedy of errors, I, if you will. I was just going. I was like, okay, all right. I don't know what's happening, but well, um, I like well, it because you probably cleared it up for somebody else too. Yeah, yeah. It's all this. This is perfect. Well, thank you so much, John. Uh, I, all positive things. I like You're the caller we needed. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I hope uh, I hope that the O Matt with a T uh, works out for you. But um, <laughs> I guess, like uh, you know, I was I was calling in tonight. Um, I was calling in tonight to discuss something different, though. And you know, I, I don't I don't really know what the the viewer base of the show is as far as um, you it's know, you like now. things. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh no! Go, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that, you know, I, I'm just curious, like, I noticed that the, the show is dedicated to raising money for, for Black Lives Matter and for, um, I think, one other charity, it looks like. But um, I, I guess I'm just curious, like, why should me as a as a white man support Black Lives Matter? Like, I'm genuinely curious. I'm not trying to start a, you know, a unfriendly debate or anything like that here. Like, I'm I'm just genuinely curious. What have you heard Why so should... far about it? Well, uh, it... you know, a lot of these you know, the stuff obviously is going to be biased coming from from one side or the other. But, you know, it appears to be like advocating for, um, you know, e- equal treatment of um, of black people in America and really of all of all colored people in America. But it's um, I guess there are parts of it that, that I see that get put out as far as like dismantling whiteness and um white supremacy would you like to keep white supremacy well it's not that i want to keep white supremacy but you know i'm I'm just i guess i'm just curious to what benefit so uh, the concept of white privilege obviously is um in the forefront of a lot of people's minds right now but and that it's it's very very simple supposedly What's that? Sorry, go ahead. It's just a very simple concept that all sh- all people should be. We should we're equals, and that's a, that's it. That's the simple answer. Um, sure, but I guess in like a, a, a society like this, where it's kind of you know more individualistic and the American dream and all that, like if someone is benefiting from this white privilege, um, why should they be inclined to give it up? I guess. So you're worried well, about losing your cut? Well, I think... <laughs> Wait, what, what did you say, say, Des? I asked if he's like... It sounds like he's worried about losing his cut or like losing his his plate, the size of his portion is getting... Is that is that it? Like you're worried something's going to be taken from you in order for the scale to get balanced? Is that your concern? Well, you know, like there's, there's only, you know, so many jobs and everything like that. And so when um, when you think about it, like, you know, as a as a human, as an animal, like you want the best for your kids. And if you have kids that are, that are coming into this world now, you know, it, it can be, you know, as far as competition goes, um, it can make things a little bit harder for them, I guess you could say. So as in good faith, like as a parent, like how would you, um, I would, I would say, I mean, it would probably, <laughs> white privilege. well, are you, are you married? Are you married? I'm married, yes. 
You are. So, um, yeah. history also tells us that you're, you're, are you married to a woman? Yes. So she actually would have to listen to you and she is second in command to your lead. Do you operate that way also? Is, does that, cause that oh, works, um, that works for your benefit. Why would you even let her speak? Well, because she has good things to say. I mean, I, you know, I consider it, we're, we're not really religious, but she, she does, uh, she is like somewhat, I don't want to say subordinate to me, but, you know, she looks to me for, for leadership a lot of the time, but, you know, she's also my guide, you know, at the end of the day, like I couldn't do what I do without her. And so, I mean, even though it, it does appear that way, like, you know, it's just part of, uh, I mean, she, she really does make me a better man. And I know that I, I make her a better woman. But well, um, then maybe well, maybe you can I'm apply that. Maybe you can apply that to black and white. Right. So maybe you can share in that because it somehow makes your life better to treat your wife in that way and to make her an equal. It somehow benefits your life, even though technically it might not add up like that. If you phrase it like I'm going to take I'm going to get my power taken away. You're saying that your power is elevated through your wife's power. And you help each other because we all affect each other. So if one person, if one race of people are less, I think ultimately we're not really benefiting. It's just creating chaos, as you can see, even on a level that's just personal to you about what you're going to get out of this as a Christian, as a religious person. What do you get out of that when you're in church by saying, and also with you? What do you get out of that? Yeah. Oh well, uh, no, we're we're not we're not religious. Like we're not we're not Christians or anything like that. Both of us are agnostic, but um, we do tend to like gravitate more towards towards nature, I guess, as as a guide. But um, this isn't yeah, winner take all, though, right? Difference between sorry. This isn't this isn't winner take all. And why would you give to charity at all? Why would you give to somebody who is, you know? Who, who needs something, anything? Why do you give anything? Uh, well, you know, I guess, you know, I mean, I guess you can say we're consistent about our beliefs because we don't really give to charity. Have you ever needed anything? Uh, if I did, I just went and got it or made it. Because it How was available? <laughs> How would you feel if some guy, you know, you're talking about you and your, and your kids and stuff. How would you feel if some someone else was saying, I gosh, I hope John and his kids don't get what they need because that might uh, mess my whole thing up. How would you feel? That's essentially what you're saying. System that's, that's kind of how people act like that's how that's how it, that's how it is, whether it's spoken or unspoken. Well, yeah, but the whole idea is that sh maybe it shouldn't be that way. Sure, but we live in a you know we, we live on a planet of limited resources. I mean, there's only so much of everything to go around, and with everyone vying for you know the highest quality of life possible, it just uh, it becomes a question of like, do you want to become the sacrificial lamb for someone else? when they may or may not do that for you. It's, it goes into game theory a little bit as well. What, what do you what do you do for a living, may I ask? So I work at a machine shop. Uh, as you, a, you, let me tell you something. You're already the sacrificial lamb, pal. You're already the sacrificial lamb. 
You don't even know it. You 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 are you you're you're being slaughtered. If you're working in a machine plant, you're 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 already so far down, and you don't even know it. I mean, you're, you're kidding yourself with this talk. Well, I mean, I get what I need. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say like we want or do we want for anything. I mean, I I do pretty well. I get paid, but. You know, I mean, the machine. Yeah, but you, you're like you, you, you're, you're, you're a pawn. You're, if you're working in a machine shop, you're, you're already, you're, you're already so far down. You, you should be begging for the kind of equality we're talking about. Yeah, but he, if he, if he wants for nothing, then why are you concerned with the limited resources? Uh, because. Yeah. You know, they can dry up, you know, and like if you have kids and, you know, with the way that the economy and everything is going, um, you know, it's it's not always going to be like that. You know, right, right now we're at least before this year, we were benefiting from a pretty decent economy overall. But, you know, and then what happened? You know, both foreign and domestic can, you know, that can change in a second. So what will happen if it changes? We're all going to have to fight black people. Well, no. I mean, it's you know, it's not, it's, and I don't, I don't think it's about race necessarily. Um, and the only I would go after the guy who owns the shop that you work at. That's who. That's who I would go after. <laughs> well, no. So I'm, I'm the foreman, and it's a, it's a family business. So it'd be kind of like cutting my own throat. Maybe you should. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're unfortunately out of time. Um, I encourage you to uh, go to Black Lives Matter, their website. That's probably a great place to get reading. I encourage you to meet a black oh, man, person. I've, I've been there. I just you know I just don't I just don't resonate with it. You know, it's like kind of doing my own thing over here. How's that working out? He wants for nothing. Uh, yeah, he wants for pretty good for now, but you know. Who knows what could happen? You got yours, bro. It's all good. All right, James, something's wrong with the phone. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. I think, do we have one more call there, James? Uh, let me see. Oh, boy. Call, are you there? Hello? Hello? Yeah. Go ahead. How say hi to Dave. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Who's on the call? Who's on the phone? Um, Mike Johnson from Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, Mike Johnson. I, I have a feeling you're going to have a wildly different viewpoint from our last caller. <laughs> <laughs> Completely which, fucking opposite. Holy which, which we welcome. That rage humda, that rage humda, that yeah. it's here. It's here. Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? Wait, what? I'm sorry, what? Oh, my God. Uh, what Hemda was talking about earlier in terms of that rage coming out when you hear such stupid things. He's reacting. Yeah. I listened to that whole conversation. It was ridiculous. Absolutely, 100% idiotic and ridiculous. His mama raised him. His daddy raised him. Somebody helped him. He can't go through life saying that he never received any help. This is what this is the importance of the message. This is what people are up against. This the the, the tacit unacknowledgement of the stark difference of life between the 
privileged and the not privileged. It's not even just about color. It's, you know, being white also does come with a responsible, heavy privilege. You know, you got to face the facts. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that guy, uh, just ignorant guy, unfortunately, what's that? He's in, he's in my a safe spot. And my children, I, I look at my family. I look at my wife. I'm not white. My wife is white. My whole life, even my family members, particular certain members of my family members, made it known um, uh, about how I wasn't white. And these are like family members, your own family saying this stuff to you. Um, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand where the hatred comes from. I don't understand where the resentment comes from. Everybody wants to see their babies flourish, to grow, to blossom, to become amazing human beings, but not while taking or, 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 or keeping everything for yourself. Um, I'm sorry. If I see others suffering out there in the world, it doesn't. I don't look at my life and be like, "Oh my God, I've got it so good. Look at how pathetic they are." Um, I think that is like the wrong mindset to be going into this reality. Um, there are a lot of people hurting, a lot of people that need help, and to be so um, tone deaf and not understand um, any plight or 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 to not. Uh, um, sympathize or empathize with with people of color. It's it, it, and it's it, and to make it about I want more stuff. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. He was very yeah. scared that his stuff will run out. Yeah, he's acknowledging that he has the stuff, and that at any minute, and and somebody's teaching us this. At any minute, it could all go away, and then what will I have if everyone's equal? Then I have to mm-hmm. fight the same equal fight. And I'm not sure if I'm ready. And in a huge way, he's probably right. He's not because he didn't have to. He's woefully unprepared. He's woefully unprepared. It's really interesting yep. to hear lower income workers, uh, um, uh, blue collar workers, I guess you'd want to call them, talk about how they're special because um, they've got, like, uh, I guess, a trade. Um, and what they don't realize is once. Once all the rich white people are done with all the people of color, they're going to go after the poor white people. They're going to be the next target. As a matter of fact, they already are. They're already part of the problem. It's funny because they think they're part of the solution. They're Like they've said, they're completely daft. They're already sunk. They're already done. Um, they didn't have the genetic lottery like um, other people, Gates and, 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 and millions of other rich white men have in this country. Um, but it's interesting to see the psychology of the blue-collar white man thinking like he's one of them. Um, I hate to break it to them. Just like Dave said, you're no different than me, a colored boy. You're just not. Now, funny enough, I have two advanced degrees. But interestingly enough, those white supremacists look at that guy and think of them as much higher and far greater contributor to society than, say, like a teacher, a doctor, or somebody else who's actually contributing something meaningful to society. It's there's a passive ignorance to it that's that's really dangerous because he doesn't, you know, he's just going along. He's not worried even about anybody else's thing. It, for lack of a better expression, it, at least the the active white supremacist is out there and, and identifying himself. And you know, this is somebody we got to keep an eye on. But they're 
a million, countless number of people like John who are just going through, doing their thing, not even considering how difficult it can be to just to get by, you know, because they're so concerned, making sure that theirs is is squared up and, and taken care of. It's well. I understand taking care of your own. I mean, as a father, as a husband, I I take that responsibility seriously. But to say that, um, and not to use this term lightly, to step on people's necks to get what you want and be comfortable about that, what are you teaching your children? Yeah. There's a a thing about the... The American dream is to be rich, and it's been promised, and so a lot of people see themselves as future rich people, and it's just about to happen. So when Mm -hmm. people talk about poor or blue collar, however you want to phrase it, working man, it's not them. It's them temporarily. They'll be right back with the riches, and then that's who Trump is talking about. That's who Trump is going to help. That's that's never going to happen. Trump inherited his entire wealth, and then he squandered almost all of it away. And I don't know why people think he's like this really brilliant genius about making money. The guy lost $1.8 billion in 10 years. $1.8 billion. And his casinos failed, which is... <laughs> Pretty much to right. be sell vodka. Who, who, who can't sell vodka? Campaign failing. His children are failing. The guy's a complete failure, and everybody looks up to him. He's a misogynistic, bigoted asshole. There is no role model for any child. For any we- child. Yeah, but no, in, if is- you if you if you look back at our history with Trump. We considered him uh, equivalent to money talk. So if you listen to rap songs back in the day and other references for Trump, we were referencing him like we were referencing Rockefeller. So I don't know if that's just good PR or he had money for five seconds and that's when he pushed his message. That's originally how we equated him. And we definitely know more now and we know that that's not true. But I don't know that everybody got that message because the brand was so good. Mm-hmm. That's that's absolutely right. That still felt like that guy can do no wrong, and it's mind-boggling. Like I, I don't understand it. And now he wants to reopen schools and take away federal money from schools that don't have in-person in-person classes. Is he trying to kill our kids now? Yeah, I mean, he's trying now. to take everyone down with him. We we we're. I hate to do this, but we're we're over time already. And I feel like if we go down this sorry, path, sorry, we're going really we're to we're, we're be on until 3 in the morning. <laughs> Part, uh, what's that, Mike? I'm sorry. I want to talk about happy stuff. I want to talk about your show on the 28th. I want to talk about... Oh, thank you. Um, I was trying to figure out, was racking my brain, how am I going to plug my show after all this? It's going to be so hard. <laughs> but you've done it for well, me. I want to talk about those happy things. I want to talk about your show on the 28th. I want to talk about your new book that's out on paperback, Parking the Moose. I want to. I mean, I want to talk about happy things. But thank you for plugging all that stuff. It was would have been so weird if I had done it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's twenty eighth. NoreComedyClub.com. Get to it. Um, no, we'll we'll pick it up next week and we'll keep it cheery. Or we'll. Uh, but I, I want to uh, thank Hemda and and everyone. Go to KeithNegrel.com forward slash. Omatathon or Omat, I think we we all need it now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And and I want to thank you. Uh, echoing in the comments section, you uh, 
uh, the caller pr- prior to Mike, uh, I, I feel like come to you, you handled him so well and you kept me calm and, and, uh, I didn't just yell at him, which is, would have been, was my instinct, of course. And I mean, <laughs> stayed calmer than I would have. So you're rubbing off. I'm, you're making me All a better right. person. I'm rubbing on people. I mean, <laughs> rubbing off on people. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Mike. Well, hopefully we'll see you hear from you next week. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye, Mike. Um, sorry, sorry for we're running late here, um, but thank you for everything, Hemda. That me, oh, end. that was yeah. so. It was so great. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for everyone listening. And I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a whole thank you speech, but definitely shut off my mic and raise the music. I appreciate it. It was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks everybody, and uh, thanks to Des and Chris. And I'm just gonna ch- just you know, thanks to Mike. I don't feel bad just putting that ticket link back. In the- <laughs> you know, we really covered a lot of ground. Uh, uh, from big league chew to racists in in Southern Ohio, we've did we've done it all tonight. Yep. Um. But uh, and but. Everyone, I'm gonna I'm every the old marathon a week a week from a week from Sunday. Yep, August second. August second. I can't mm-hmm. believe it. August second, coming fast I and know. hard. No, don't even think about it yet. Except going to uh-huh. a marathon. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Thank you, everybody. I'm gonna hit the end broadcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Thank right. you, everyone. All right. Good seeing you.